0: Welcome to the In Search of My Running Tribe podcast. I'm Shannon and Crow. Today's episode, Vanessa and I recap the Indianapolis Monumental Marathon and discuss my celebration of life dinner party. You'll notice that today I am not going for a run as I am still in recovery mode from the Indianapolis Monumental Marathon and I'm only running a very easy one mile run um, each day this week. But I do encourage you to lace up your shoes um, and go for a walk or a run while you listen to today's episode and we'll be back to normal next week. hi how are you i'm good how are you
1: i'm good
0: what sleep a crazy week
1: sleep Very yay
0: busy week how about you um so much to tell you so how was your
1: birthday pardon me your celebration of life let
0: pardon me go way birthday. back even before then like it was okay. a crazy awesome weekend
1: so oh do you have a cold
0: no Oh, I, I just sniffled. Okay. <laughs> I
1: like, oh, no,
0: you're sick too. I feel like everyone's sick right now. No. Um, oh, good. Okay. So this was my last marathon of the year. I make it sound like I run thousands of them a year. I don't. It was my second one, but my last one. So Friday morning, run with Dina Castor. Do you know who that is? Nope. Fill me. Okay. So she, live in, she lives in Mammoth Lakes. So you know all about that. Um, And she is a very famous runner. She holds lots of American records. She may have some world records in running. And she's just downright like the nicest human being on earth. Nice. So before a lot of big races, they do what they call a shakeout run the day before, which is usually like a little easy three-mile run, nice and relaxed pace, just to, you know, keep her legs strong but loose. Um, And oftentimes they'll have a famous person come to, quote-unquote, lead the run. That's cool. So she right so she led the run on friday and um which is super cool this is the second time i've been able to meet her but do you know how cold it was friday morning i don't think i want to know it was in the teens (laughs) i know and like I, it's too cold and i run in you know single digits in the winter but this is i mean last week i would consider the beginning of november like this is stupid this is cold. Oh, my heavens. It's freezing. Yeah, should... So, anyway, so I found my warmest, you know, windproof running clothes. And it was very funny. So, I wore that. And then there's some people there wearing singlets, which are like a tank top, and teeny tiny shorts. Mm. What is wrong with you people? You're going to die. Anyway. Um So it's just super cool just to run with other people since I never run with people. Dina was, I mean, she didn't really do a talk or anything. She literally just ran with us. And then afterwards, we all had coffee uh, because we all met at a hotel. And I got to talk to her a little bit. And she just talked about her writing process because she just wrote a book. Um, And it was kind of, I mean, she's just, you want to be your best friend. She's just so nice. (laughs)
1: It's awesome. It's so nice to meet someone who's well-known and then find that they're really down to earth i like yes and and
0: I've I've never heard a bad thing about her but oh my gosh she's so nice (laughs) that's so cool um so Saturday more well Saturday was the race and And it was your marathon day right I mean you
1: were gonna it was a marathon
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly so we'll get to that.
1: so I found that
0: normally when you have a marathon the next day for me, I get a little bit nervous the night before. I get really picky about you know what I eat, how much I eat, how much I drink, water, you know, water wise, yeah. all this stuff. But being at home for a race, and this is my first time being at home for a marathon, you don't do those things. It felt very weird. Huh. It felt like it wasn't really happening, which was very bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Um and I was starting to freak out too. Because they kept saying the Indianapolis Monumental Marathon people, they kept telling us to reserve our parking spots. Oh Right? I thought, oh my gosh, I can't, I tried. I couldn't reserve a parking spot. They were all taken. I started to have like a mini panic what if we can't find parking? Oh my gosh, this is an awful. I'm gonna run twenty six miles and then walk three miles to my car. Ah. <laughs> so because you know, you freak out. Yeah um, yeah. So, my sister, who ran the half marathon, we got up. um, The race starts at 8 a.m. I live about 10 minutes from the start line, which is fantastic. So, we left our house and ended up finding a parking spot almost instantly. So, we were there by 6.30. (laughs) (laughs) So, clearly, the mini moment of panic the night before was unwarranted. Because the parking spot was about as perfect as it could be. It was an easy exit strategy for the race was over. It was pretty darn close to the start line. It could not have been actually any better. So that was good. Um, Race morning was in the low 30s, high 20s. So that was a considerable warm-up from the day before. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) That's nice. Um, It it just seemed so funny to me. But it was super overcast. They had plenty of porta-potties. Which I feel like I ran the rock and roll marathon in San Diego, gosh, uh-huh. five or six years ago. Maybe it's been longer than that. They did not have enough porta potties. And if you know hmm. runners, we have to use the bathroom at least twice before a race. Hmm. Like it's just it's required. <laughs> um and so that was such a bummer in California to have that problem. And then here, they had so many bathrooms, no one seemed to be overly stressed. There were no major lines, like everything was perfect. Um it was cold, but it wasn't crazy windy. I mean, it, it just overall, like the start was fantastic.
1: Yeah, that sounds so, awesome. Such a good, good, good.
0: Well, okay. the thing that's really weird too is I felt unprepared, which is stupid. Yeah. And I think it's because I had the Chicago Marathon this year as my main focus. That's what I was training for, that I had done obviously a whole lot of work towards that. And then, I had to recover from Chicago and then do a little bit of maintenance. So it almost felt like I wasn't doing any running between Chicago and monumental. I mean, it did, but not that much. Huh. And so I stood at the starting line thinking, Oh my gosh, what if I'm not prepared? Oh dear. Which is so stupid. I mean, hello, but there's this part of me that just felt unprepared. Yeah.
1: How did you get yourself it. back into gear? I way. mean, I ju- I knew
0: So I knew I had to have a timeline. I knew that I had to run under five and a half hours in order to make it to teaching my violin lessons in the afternoon. I have only run that slowly once, and that's when I did back-to-back marathons. I did a marathon on a Saturday and a marathon on a Sunday. Otherwise, I've oh, always is. been under... I know that was stupid, um, but that was that's the only time I've ever been over five hours. And so, just in my head, I knew that I had a pretty big time span, but I had a little bit of a deadline, right? And I just, yeah. But my goal was to obviously not be late to work, um, but it was just to enjoy the race. <laughs> it was my birthday. Um, I've never run this one before. This wasn't my primary goal race. So yeah, I just went into it wanting to enjoy the day. Yeah. So. And I even said I'm going to smile through this race because if you look at all my race photos, I am like – my face is awful. Like, I make this horrible – it almost looks like I'm trying to go to the bathroom face. Like, it is a bad face I make because I'm usually in pain or, uh, you know, yeah. So, that was my goal. So, I took off um, trying to stay pretty conservative, and I looked at my watch, my GPS watch, and I was like, oh – I'm going kind of fast, not crazy fast under a 10 minute mile, but for a marathon, that's kind of fast for me. And but I just thought, you know, what? I feel fantastic. I'm just going to kind of go with this. And I ended up almost ignoring my watch. I would glance at it occasionally throughout the race just to make sure I wasn't completely behind What's my that? goal time of not being late for work. Um, <laughs> Vanessa, it was the most that's beautiful so course. Interest. Oh, good.
1: Good. That's good to hear. which i don't know
0: why i was i don't know why i'm surprised but it was just the most beautiful course it was well organized and it took us through the best parts quite frankly i think of indianapolis it took us through some downtown parts um which is some new construction some old construction but just i would say where there's a lot of life in downtown indy which is
1: great Yeah, nice.
0: And then it took us through these beautiful neighborhoods. And, of course, the leaves are still orange and golden and all that stuff. The sun eventually came out. Um, The crowds weren't big, but they were enough. I didn't feel like I'm going to die. No one's out here to cheer, you know? Right. Although it is really funny to watch. You can tell families who... They're supporting a runner where the runner is the only runner of the family and the rest of the family is just there because other runners cheering on runners typically scream and have signs and get all crazy excited. I just had to laugh at these families who would stand on the sidelines staring at all of us with the look of these people are crazy. <laughs> I mean, the kids like looked almost in shell shock, like, what's wrong with all these crazy people? It was just, it was very funny. I mean, you could just tell these are clearly not people who have the same passion as the person they're cheering. Right. <laughs> I just, it was just very funny. Um, but, and, and the cool thing too is how many people I saw that I knew on the race course or, you know, on the sidelines. Um oh, cool. Which, I've never had that before. I've always had like one family member, maybe two, you know, but not like a huge, but these are friends I've known, um, you know, through the running community. Uh, my sister-in-law was out there. Um, people, oh, my, one of my students and his mom were out there waiting Aww. for me at like mile 24. I'm like, oh my gosh, people, it's freezing. But it was just, <laughs> it was a really cool experience to see how many people I knew and just to have that. It was just a lovely surprise. It was almost like Christmas morning and opening a box of something that you had always wanted but didn't know you wanted. Yeah. It was one of those kinds of things. It was super cool.
1: And it's kind of like being home for being, it's like a home game.
0: It is. You know? And I've never had that, I guess. I don't know. I didn't know. I missed it, but that was, it was just, it was pretty incredible. And what I also find really weird is that I wasn't really in pain. Nice. Which I'm always, I mean, by the, I mean, I wasn't like all unicorns and rainbows, but normally I am experiencing a great deal of pain by the finish. Yeah. And you did And I wasn't. I was uncomfortable, but I was in pain. That's and awesome. so as I reflect upon the race, I think it's because I actually went and allowed myself to enjoy the experience. Yeah. I interacted with spectators that I didn't even know, you know, like commenting on their signs. Yay, I love your sign. I mean, are waving and just truly just enjoying the experience. And what's even funnier is my finish time was almost identical to my time in Chicago. Wow.
1: And I didn't, like good.
0: It's amazing. And the funny thing is I really didn't try here in Indianapolis. I mean, I wasn't trying to be a complete slacker, but I really felt like I wasn't pushing myself.
1: Yeah. And if, I don't it was know. More it was effortless. Anything. That's cool. Yes.
0: So I think I it was part of zone. just, I got into the zone. And it wasn't even, so in Chicago I had these positive mantras, you know, I am strong, I am powerful. But I think in doing that, which was still very helpful, I missed out on the experience
1: hmm.
0: of truly enjoying the art of running a marathon and you were also
1: in the moment it sounds like more yes
0: yeah it was so much more enjoyable so I think I need to go into my races even the ones that are my goal races I'm trying to get a certain time of actually enjoying the moment and not obsessing so much and not putting such a game face on where almost ruins the
1: day Aww, I think that's amazing that you've come to that conclusion, right? And that and you it just, felt it, it, so now you know yes. what it's like.
0: And I think yeah. it was just because I was too obsessed doing the whole staying positive, and I was so intent to stay positive in Chicago, that I was almost making it a chore, mm. where I think, kind of like we talked about last, um, last week in our podcast episode, about gratitude. I think it was... Being in a more, not just positive, but being in a place of gratitude for the beautiful day, yeah. for the lovely, you know, volunteers and the people spectating and, and all the porta porta potties which luckily <laughs> I didn't have to use on the race course. Yay. Um, but the beautiful scenery and places I haven't been in Indianapolis. I've been to all, almost everything, but there's a couple quarters I hadn't been that deep into. And it was just, yeah, it That's was awesome. amazing. Oh, so anyway, so in case I was scared, I did I made it home in time, took a shower, which I was also scared I wouldn't get a shower in before I had to teach. So I was able to shower and make coffee. That's all I could dream of when I was running, was making coffee. Um, (laughs) which is it was just so stupid. But that's all I get to focus on. So I made I made some coffee, took a shower, threw my clothes on, and I made it to teaching with five minutes to spare.
1: Wow i'm Thank impressed you. that's I i'm pretty proud of myself is teaching I know. after marathon like that, how many and hours was a did little... you have to teach just a couple
0: just two hours oh, okay. exactly two hours
1: yeah.
0: um and i was a little nervous i would start crying because you know like when you're so tired emotional and yeah. things start to hurt right i'd explain how much energy i was afraid i would get overly emotional while teaching Mm-hmm. But I honestly think it was just about the best thing I could do. I didn't sit down, which I normally don't sit down, but sometimes with my little kids, I do. Um, yeah, I didn't sit down, which was super smart. Uh, and it was, it was just being forced to move around and not sit down and have your muscles lock up, which was super helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. It was super smart.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was great. Um, And it was one of those things too. I mean, it was my birthday and I thought this is like the best day ever. I do (laughs) love my job. I really do. I don't always like how many hours I work, but that's fine. I love what I do. So the fact that I got to start my day running a marathon, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. And then I got to play my violin and teach a little bit, even if it was just two hours, it was the perfect amount for that day. Um, And then I zoomed home for my celebration of life, which, oh, (laughs) so good. So for those of you who don't know, I do a celebration of life every year as a birthday party, if you will. But I have found, as you know, Vanessa, over the years, I don't like the word party. It puts a lot of pressure on the event. People expect a lot of hoopla if you say the word party. And it's so funny. Um,
1: Now you know I'm the antithesis. I totally love parties. (laughs)
0: right and i love gatherings it's like i usually call if i'm having like a super bowl party which we do that every year as well i call it a gathering once again less pressure it still has a party atmosphere but it's not a party yeah so and then i realized it's kind of funny if you call it a celebration of life and yet it's not because i find that my birthday party if you will we'll go with that term since most people know that term um it should be a celebration of surviving another year. Uh, not everyone makes it Yeah. to now I'm 37. I mean, it's, it sounds very morbid, but it's true. Yeah. And so instead of getting upset about getting a year older or whatever, you know, emotions we're feeling, I think it should be a celebration. And I also think that we should thank the people who helped get us through that year. Yeah. Because no one can do it alone. We all have friends, family, people who helped whether it's just being there and just being a friend or actually literally helping us with various things in life. Um, and so I found that on my birthday, it's a perfect time to honor the people who have helped me get through this last year, whatever that means. So obviously I can't invite every human being cause my house isn't that big and not everyone lives here like you. Um, <laughs> But my sister was able to be there, which is great. Um, several different friends. And it was fabulous. And I got to cook. I always try new recipes, too. Yeah, what is because It's so stupid. Because why do I pick new recipes if I've never cooked them before That's and I get I them away for a guest?
1: That's totally when I do. But it's so, it.
0: so stupid, isn't it? That seems so risky. I do it, too, obviously. But I always so tell risky.
1: them there's always a caveat when I cook that, you know, we might be ordering pizza.
0: That's only happened once. I said the same thing. But, yeah. <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> so okay, so I was trying to look for something because my sister has celiac disease, so I want to make sure she could enjoy everything that I prepared.
1: Right.
0: Um, and I am still don't find how hard that was. But um, so I went to the cookbooks "Run Fast, Eat Slow," and "Run Fast, Cook Fast, Eat Slow," which are actually by two pretty famous runners as well, Shalane Flanagan and Elise, Elise Kopecky. Um. And what I love about them is it's about fueling your body using real food, not being afraid of fat, not being afraid of calories, as long as it's real food, you know, and balanced. And so I love the recipes. And then most of the recipes are things you would normally have in your home or are not hard to find. So I made um, from that cookbook a stuffed chicken breast wrapped in bacon. Dang. Right. And in their recipe, they said to use feta cheese. I don't like feta. I've, mm. I mean, I don't loathe it, but I don't like it. Mm. So I actually had some stuff left over from another recipe, um, and so I used Neufchatel, which is like a low-fat cream cheese. Oh, nice! Yeah, so I did that mixed with some um, spinach and stuff that inside. Oh my gosh, that was amazing! It was delicious. <laughs> that sounds. Amazing. It was delicious, and then also from the Wonder um, Cookbooks, I did a chickpea sweet potato cake. So it looks like a crab cake. Yeah. Um, but it's made with chickpea and sweet potato or yams or whatever. Um, put a little onion, a few spices. Oh. <gasps> that was delicious. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Right? I was I was going to use the leftovers for breakfast and put eggs on top. Um, but my sister ended up taking it home, which is totally fine. Yeah. And then we grilled up. I shouldn't say grilled. We roasted asparagus, made a tossed salad with some homemade oil and vinegar dressing. And then, for dessert, I was able to I couldn't find my sister a gluten- free cake uh, because okay. most of I can't find a bakery that does cakes that are gluten- free. Like the board of bakeries? Well, around here, there's bakeries that make a gluten-free option but also have regular cakes. Oh, so which you means can't because cooked there or baked there. Exactly. It yeah. could be as my sister would say contaminated or whatever. So I was able to find a bakery that made cookies and it was a 100% gluten-free bakery. Um, So I got my sister a brownie and a cookie from there. A pretty ginormous cookie. So, I I mean, it wasn't like my dream that I envisioned, but it worked, for sure. Yeah. So, she had that, and then I made us um, cheesecake, which (laughs) I also made. I love
1: your cheesecake. Oh my God. I
0: can't bake anything else. I can't bake cakes and have them turn out nicely, or at least consistency. Like, I stink at that. I don't practice it enough. Blah, blah, blah. But I have found that the Martha Stewart New York style cheesecake recipe, and I use fat free sour cream in it and Neufchâtel, which is that low fat cream cheese thing. It is spectacular. It is foolproof because I'm a fool and it works. (laughs) Nice. It's amazing. So, yeah. And so we did that. Adam picked up some champagne and we toasted, you know, my sister's birthday and my birthday. A lot of people had run the half marathon that morning. Um, a few awesome. people did it, um, did a half marathon earlier that week. So it's just a wonderful celebration. We sat around the table for several hours laughing. Nice. It, was, it was honestly just the best day. Just Aww, the best day.
1: Awesome. So good to hear. Yeah. Thank you.
0: How are you? Now they only have a few minutes
1: left. <laughs> I talked a lot. No, you're good. I'm good. I have a house, Holly and I have a house concert on Friday in Berkeley, which okay. is other side of Sacramento, pretty close to San Francisco. Um, and we're going to take the scenic route out, which I'm excited about, and then possi- and then the pretty drive back. So that's going to be really, really fun which of course is always a highlight for me. And the concert will be really I'm excited. It's going to be like a one, one day of our... trip for you. Um spending more time there. We're going to spend the night with Holly's friend in Sacramento, which is nice cuz that way we can do a hike before we come back. We're doing the Feather Falls hike, which I actually drove out to two week two or three weekends ago. Um but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't look it up. I should probably look these things up. And I thought, I don't know, I thought it was two or three miles. It was an eight mile hike. And by the time I got there, it was way too late. This is why I love you. I know. <laughs> so here I am driving another time, five hours, ten hour round trip to this, you know, the falls. Oh and this time I'm actually going yeah. to walk it. I was also kind of uncomfortable. I'm I'm not hugely into doing hikes by myself. Like I will drive to the end of the earth by myself. <clears throat> yeah. But hikes, I don't really have a crazy good sense of direction, and I, I wasn't a Girl Scout, you know none of that stuff.
0: So, <clears throat> well, and you know
1: what, I
0: get scared going by myself too, and I don't really, I don't do it because what if, yeah, what yeah. if you twisted your ankle? What if something happened? Yeah, so there was I, no one around.
1: I started it, and then I was feeling uncomfortable because it was pretty wooded and it was pretty dark, and I was like, dude, and this is like four o'clock. It might, it probably be dark by the time I was walking back completely dark yeah so and then of course I was by myself so every rustle I was like it's a bear it's a bear, <laughs> which we don't have it's the mountain lion which we do like it's it's right. yeah like and then my oh my imagination when I'm by myself man it goes wild, wild. so I literally ran Shannon yes I <gasps> ran because I got scared. yay <laughs> <laughs> I know okay. that- if, if the necessity arises, I'll be able to run as fast and as far as you to get away from a bear chasing me. I will,
0: except you're not. So you're not, not supposed to run from bears. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> just say, just in case, you're not supposed to do that.
1: Ah, uh, anyway, but I understand so, the instinct. So I literally ran back to the car. It was I was laughing. I was like, Shannon would love this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at I'm me. Go pretty fast too. Anyway, well I talked to Heather, no Heather. I talked to Holly a little bit later about it, you know, about my experience. And she said that and that will not. Um she basically said that oralville which is right where the falls are close to, the city that's the closest. Yeah. in California is very crime ridden, like very oh, crime. That's I scary. Was like okay, so maybe it wasn't it wasn't just that I was feeling uncomfortable. I don't know. So Holly and I are going to go do it together. Good. And um, and we're going to try to talk her friends in Sacramento to go, too, which would be awesome.
0: Yeah. I and think there's then, a reason why you feel that spidey sense. Like, there's always a reason. Yeah. Whether well, it's yes just you know no. the possibility it's a of... or yeah. you clearly whether it wasn't the best decision to be alone. So I think that was smart to trust yeah. your spidey sense.
1: For me, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 This is not my thing. Um, yeah, but I really wanted to do it. I saw the pictures. It looks amazing. It was a beautiful hike. The part that I ran. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, so we're going to do that or I'm going to go again and Holly will be with me. So we'll get to, I'll get to hike the full eight miles on Saturday. So before we come home, so I'm really excited about that. And then, um, I seriously raked 29 bags <gasps> of leaves.
0: Oh, geez. Really eight
1: hours. Geez. Yes, I keep track. You know me. And if you look at my yard right now, front yard and backyard, it looks like I've done nothing. <gasps> I'm like, seriously?
0: Oh, so man. I'm going to have
1: to get back out there and do another whole bunch. And I have my water going. Oh, your sprinkler system. freezing at night. And it's such a phenomenon. You know, like those of us that come from Indiana, or you guys that live in Indiana, it never even crossed my mind i didn't even know what a sprinkler was till i moved out here (laughs) and i was like what is going on if you do not water you do not have green in your yard." yeah well you and i didn't grow up in a super fancy
0: neighborhood either where people do have sprinklers around here so do they because we never people here have them yes
1: always green like always it rained all the time you know you didn't need yeah You Know we had full on grass, but the grass here, if you don't seriously water it, and there are always little patches that you it's can't keep green. And yeah, it's it's quite the uh feat to keep things green here. But being from Indiana, I love grass. So when I oh, saw yeah. this house, I was so 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 happy. It has very mature trees, which there are a lot of parts of Reno that don't, you know, because they're pretty deserty
0: sure um,
1: unless you want to pay for the water bill to keep it non-deserty nope. but this no, area you. has really big trees and um hence lots of leaves and this particular yard has lots of green grass because a lot of people will do zero escaping which is just taking anything rocks. green out and doing rocks i'm not a fan i'm not i yeah, do you know, i don't, think I like I don't either. live in arizona i couldn't I just couldn't. I couldn't do the desert. You know, I'm. I Indiana. We're used to seasons. I love the seasons that we have here. Um, but that said, I need to get back out there again and do a whole bunch more raking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't wanted to rake on Sunday, the day after the race, and I was like, "Oh, there is no way." I cut back the flower. You know, the flower, the plants in the flower bed. But I was like, "No, raking is going to happen this coming weekend." Plus, not all of our our leaves are down, so I feel like yeah. that'll be a great cross-training workout thing. as we yeah. come back to or after the race recovering. But yeah, yeah no, there's so many leaves. It's pretty dunk.
1: Yeah. Hey, do you guys have Total Wine in Indy? I don't know. Anyway, what,
0: what's Total Wine?
1: <laughs> right, right before we we talked, I was I was placing an order with Total Wine. Total okay. Wine is kind of like a Costco for alcohol. Okay. So there's a bunch of wine, a bunch of whiskey, a bunch of beer from all yeah, over don't think the world. It. And it's like a warehouse in this. It's huge. You walk in, it's like walking into the okay. size of Costco. Or almost, maybe in a in Oh yeah, we definitely don't have that here. And you can literally go up and down the aisles and pick by they're they're divided by country. Right? Oh it's yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. It is so fun. I have um,
0: Yeah, we have something here where it's it's like a specialty um, I guess they call it a liquor like store. I mean, it's called cons, yeah. yeah, but it's a lot of obscure wines and beers and things like that. but um I don't think they deliver I could be wrong, I have no idea huh.
1: but and yeah. it's very reasonably priced if you get you know the if you use the coupons that they send out and stuff.
0: <clears throat> and oh,
1: yeah. my um, normally my wine. I have a wine rack. You know the wine rack. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know the wine mm-hmm, rack. Mm-hmm. So it's usually full. And then I had one dad, one of my students' dads, kept commenting, you know, because every time he actually several people comment because it keeps switching out. So they'll come one week and then it's like full. And then they'll come the next week and it's like empty. <laughs> and they'll come the next week and it's totally different bottles because I, I go through a ton of wine with all the entertaining and stuff. But I do. Yeah. Um. I found myself drinking a bit too much when I wasn't entertaining. So this last. Oh uh, yeah. That's right. yeah. But I live that's, by myself. That's done. It's not. not or you're
0: finishing up the bottles that you have left. I was left. finishing up
1: bottles, or I was opening them and finishing it in one night. I was like, whoa! I know I do. Have really oh, that's yeah. You know, wine glass.
0: It goes by you down easily if you're multitasking and you're like, yeah, oh, you have a, a glass before time. dinner. Yeah.
1: You have a glass while you're cooking dinner. You have a glass while you're or eating dinner, and then yeah, it's then you might as well finish it because there's like half a glass left. Yeah, so I was right? doing that a bit too often. I was enjoying, completely enjoying myself, but that's a track I don't want to go down. Oh yeah. So um, I basically didn't replenish it, and I have one of my dads is a sim- Somalia. How do you say it? Somalia. Somalia. Yes, he's a Somalia, and he's come in randomly with different bottles of wine, which are really. Really good, way better than the ones on the top line. I don't know what they are, but they're so good. And then, um, and he was concerned like, legitimately wrinkles on his forehead, concerned because it's been empty now for, <laughs> for several, oh, that's cute, you know, like three weeks, three or four weeks on purpose. Um, but yeah. I did just place an order because with the, you know, with parties and stuff, soup, soup things, and it's nice to just be able to grab a bottle versus having to go to the store leaving time right oh yeah my house and be like oh shoot i need a bottle of wine i can just grab one so that's always nice and then i have I champagne because like you know i'm gonna do my new year's party again champagne and dress, good evening gowns black tie so
0: yay fun. well i'm gonna let you keep working on your order i have to run okay. unfortunately <laughs> sounds
1: good.
0: Uh, but i can't wait to check in
1: later sounds good you have a good day
0: you too bye vanessa okay, bye Thank you for joining us today. If you want to join the tribe, follow me on Instagram at Shannon M. Crow or Twitter at SM Crow. See you next time.